You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. I'm so excited to be interviewing Simply Elsa today. Elsa is a size-inclusive blogger who focuses on body positivity and classic style. She's offering something fresh and new in the influencer space. I think you guys will really enjoy this interview. All right, so I have Elsa here with me from Simply Elsa. Um, We actually started following each other a few months ago on Instagram, and that's how I initially um, discovered Elsa and her blog. And then we found out that we have a common friend Rihanna, who you went to, did you go to boarding school with her? Is that how you Yeah, Rihanna and I went to boarding school together. Okay. And I um, know her from when she moved back after studying abroad in Italy, um, getting her master's, and we became really good friends. So we connected then over that. And then we finally met each other in person. I guess it was in January or February. Yeah, I think it was February. February. Yeah. yeah. When I was down in Vero Beach um, for a client photo shoot and we got together and got to finally meet. Yes. And it was so fun. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's so fun to you know meet people in person that you met on the internet. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So Elsa, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, what you were like growing up and kind of walk us through your grade school years a little? Sure. So I am from Bedminster, New Jersey, which is pretty much kind of golf and horse country. There, a lot of people think New Jersey and think like malls, but there are <laughs> there are other areas, and that's where I grew up. And when I was little, I was I was a horse girl. I rode horses, oh. and um, on the weekends, I was at horse shows, and so that was kind of like my identity, if you will, growing up. Um, oh, that's so fun. I didn't know that. What kind of um, riding did you do? I did dressage growing up and like some pony club and stuff. Yeah. So I just did traditional like hunter jumpers and okay. I kind of stopped with the show circuit when I got into high school because same. I went to boarding school and then it just became, I was like, I want a life outside of this. Um, yeah. And I went to a really, really <laughs> small school. I went to this to a school with the same like 30 kids from first grade through eighth grade so um and my best friend from the moment we met in third grade at that school we're still best friends today um and she and I always joke about how we were we went to like such a small school and it's a miracle we both came out so normal and (laughs) so yeah so that was kind of like life growing up it was horses and hanging out with my friends and doing a lot of stuff outside and that sounds perfect that sounds really enjoyable it was um so then I guess you know after you went through grade school where and what did you end up studying and kind of what was the the interest in that sure so I ended up going as I mentioned I went to boarding school um and when I was in boarding school I had a leg injury that forced me to take some art classes instead as like my afternoon sport. And so I kind of developed this interest in art and my parents are art collectors. um, And it kind of sparked this ongoing interest. And then I went to Hobart and William Smith colleges in upstate New York. um, And that is where I met my husband. We didn't date them, but that's where I met him. We dated after. Um, 
and I studied art history because that kind of love and interest of art kind of carried with me. And I studied art history, and this is kind of a mouthful. I had three minors in college that oh my were all came just – I don't even know how they came together, but I really wanted to minor in studio art, but – I wasn't able to unless I had some other interdisciplinary minor with it. So I minored in something called media and society, which is ironic now because that's like what a lot of what blogging is. Uh, yeah. So I did that. And then when I studied abroad, I took most of my courses in French. Um, did you study in France then? I did. I studied in France. Okay. I studied in the South of France and I went to an art program there and I had studied French from like middle school onwards and I kind of just took classes in college so I wouldn't lose it if you will uh-huh. um but then when I studied abroad I took a lot of my classes in French so those counted towards French classes so I ended up graduating okay. with like three minors that I was like I don't even know how I got these but <laughs> I'll go with it I love that yeah. <laughs> it's so funny now that we're talking even more we have so much in common because I actually have a minor in French as well Um, And I kind of studied all through grade school and then I ended up minoring in it. And um, in college, I went over and did a course on the German occupation in France and all. So that's really funny. And one of the interests that I had in all of that was the art then um, during that and what happened to it. But we can talk about that later. (laughs) But so that kind of makes sense then. So it sounds like you had this interest and uh, in creativity and also supporting the arts, which kind of then I feel like ties in to your blog. Um, so let's chat now a little bit about your blog, why and when you decided to start that. Yeah, so I guess I, well, I guess I've been influencing now for a year and a half. And I, for the last year, I've had a blog with my sister-in-law. Um, and we decided to start it in November of 2018, uh, but we kind of took our time with it and we said, let's just start with kind of influencing first or doing like the Instagram thing first, um, kind of build our audience. And then we established our blog in September of this last year. Um, and we decided to start it really because, well, we were both on a girl's trip in Charleston, us two, we took a sister's-in-law kind of long oh so fun. yeah long weekend in Charleston and we were like kept talking about what blogs we love and taking photos of each other and we we're like we should just start a blog and um it kind of started as just like a place where we could each share our interests and our passions and like what was on our minds and it kind of grew into this really awesome thing that we got to share and I think my driving force in starting it was I really kind of wanted to introduce, I guess, a curvy conversation into the preppy influencer landscape. And Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I was always so influenced by kind of like the great preppy influencers, but I didn't really see many that were kind of my size. And I was like, you know what, I really want to share my outfits and show that you can dress the same way as a lot of the you know, more straight sized preppy influencers and you can, yeah. you can be a size 16 or whatnot. And so I kind of just started sharing and people started following and um, it kind of grew into a beautiful thing. That's amazing. Now I'd love your unique viewpoint in that. Um, and so why did you decide to start it with your sister-in-law? Do you guys have 
similar styles then or do you have you know opposing styles and that's what made it interesting because I feel like a lot of people they go off and do it on their own to start initially and I know you know later we'll talk about how you guys now are separate yeah so we have so much in common and I think a lot of what we have in common is our mindset and our kind of Mm -hmm. just general approach to life through like a positive lens and we're best friends in real life so um you know our styles are a little different but we both fall under that umbrella of like classic style mine airs on the preppy side hers airs on the cool side and we thought it was really fun to kind of we had this really great series called style at any size and we thought it was so fun to show um classic style but through our each of our individual lenses together so we would each style the same dress but I would be doing it at a size 16 and she'd be doing it you know, at a size two, and then we'd style it the way that we would for our individual styles. And it was so much fun. And, um, but we definitely have our own unique personalities. And we definitely have, you know, differentiating points to our style. But that was kind of it. We're like, you know, we were best friends, we have the same, um, we have the same perspective on a lot of things. And we just thought, hey, why don't we share this with everybody and we can do it together. Certainly. And it's nice you kind of have, you know, a business partner then someone to navigate the waters with, which is, yeah. Yeah. That was the best part was like, we both kind of, you know, I have e-commerce background and I have, Mm -hmm. um, do have a background in kind of understanding like partnerships and branding in that aspect of it. But when it came to blogging, we were both kind of brand new. So it was really nice to go into it together and, um, have like a safe space where, you know, oh, if I can't do this, the other person can. And it was, that's what made it so, so great and so helpful while we were both first starting out. For sure. Um, So how would you describe your blog and, you know, maybe yourself slash your brand, because I'm sure there's a lot of crossover there in a few words to someone who may not already follow you or may not read your blog yet. um, What would you tell them that Simply Elsa is? I think Simply Elsa is a really happy space that offers size inclusive classic style and that kind of all American preppy lifestyle but an honest Mm -hmm. lifestyle so it's that's really it that's how I view it and I view it as like a happy place where everyone can kind of come and be friends and yeah no, I love that. And even, you know, following you on Instagram, of course, there's your outfits and stuff. But I love you do show behind the scenes on your Instagram stories. Like the other day you were showing um, the wallpaper that you were putting in in your powder room, I believe, or you'll show, you know, different projects that you're working on. And I think that's um, really great because some influencers, you only see, you know, the glossy stuff, the stuff that um, are just the pictures of them in outfits and not necessarily their daily life. Yeah. And I think that's something that was super important to me to share because I think it's those moments that really help establish kind of like a human connection with your audience. And I was, if I, I said, you know what, I'm going to do everything. I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to share more than just my outfits and I want people to really get to know me as a person. So whether I'm re-wallpapering my powder room in my sweatpants and like breaking a sweat literally or, um, you know, talking about struggles I've had, I'm willing to share it. Um, you know, everything that's on Simply Elsa is, is me. Um, 
but I'm not necessarily sharing every single aspect of my life, but I'm definitely sharing the personal stuff and the real stuff as well, because I think that's super important. No, definitely. Um, So I mentioned a little bit ago, obviously you started your blog initially with your sister-in-law and then recently, um, I think, was it just a week ago? It was pretty recent. (laughs) You guys decided to go on um, your own and do two separate blogs. Can you tell me then, you know, what the reasoning behind that was? Sure. So, you know, my sister-in-law, Nora, and I, we started Purely Simply, which is our blog. And it's something that I'm so proud of. Um, We had such a great run. And It was a place that really allowed our passions to kind of grow. And we were able to see um, what each of our kind of niches were or what our focuses Mm -hmm. were. They kind of happened organically. And the decision to kind of transition into individual blogs was really for the opportunity to give each of us a space dedicated to our individual passions where we could kind of let them keep growing. And we're both really excited. and. I think the the best part of it is, you know, we're friends and sisters first, and um, I'm just so proud of her and excited for what's to come for her, and, you know, she feels the same way, so it's kind of like a celebration and an exciting step for both of us. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like, you know, you two kind of grew together, and then you were able to figure out what's best for each of you and you two as a whole, um, and came up with this, which is really nice. Totally. So then what would you say your unique unique viewpoint is that you bring and offer to readers and followers that, you know, we talked a little bit about the um, size inclusivity and things like that. What else would you, um, or would you like to elaborate on that maybe? Yeah, I think my main unique um, point of view that I bring is really the body positivity and kind of that size inclusive conversation in the preppy landscape. But I also bring a unique point of view that I'm kind of, I'm like an everyday woman. I, I, I have a real job. I wake up and commute into work and mm-hmm. um, I share those aspects of my life as well. So I think um, whether it's body positivity and size inclusivity, there's a strong kind of relatability to the things that I'm offering, which, which I really like and was something that I, I strived to, to share with everybody. Definitely. So going off of that, could you maybe talk a little bit about your journey with the body positivity and why it's so important to you um, and, you know, sharing that story? Sure. So I'm really open about this. Um, Body positivity is something that is so important to me, whether you are Mm -hmm. a size two or a size 20 or you're five feet tall or six feet tall. I think that everybody Um, is beautiful and everybody deserves to see and believe that um, within themselves. And, you know, today I'm a body positive blogger and I'm all about, you know, being happy and owning my exterior just as much as I do my interior, but it wasn't, it wasn't always that way. Um, And for years, for probably, I think, you know, four, six years, maybe I had an eating disorder and I was, um, I wasn't super, I was never accepting of my, my body, which then was more a stereotypical kind of body that would be accepted by society, if you will. You know, I was a size six, I was, I was normal. I was, but I just was never happy. And Uh my body positivity journey really stemmed out of that healing process and learning that, 
you know, beauty and confidence first and foremost comes from within. And definitely, I just kind of one day woke up and was like, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to learn to love myself. And I'm going to really work on creating a life that's happy and, and not make compromises when it comes to my style or things I'm going to do. And, you know, I just kind of worked long and hard on it. And um, eventually when I got to a place where I was really happy with myself and I was wearing what I wanted to wear and I wasn't making compromises about it, I kind of just thought maybe I'll start sharing it. But it's something that's so important to me because I've been on the other side of the fence where I'm, I wasn't in a body positive place and I'm really open about that. And I talk about it often because I think so many women are in that spot. Um, and a lot of people are in the transitional phase and a lot of people are where I am now, where you, you are at peace with yourself. And, um, I think talking about my journey throughout it is just something that's so needed. Um, and especially needed in kind of the preppy influencer landscape as well. It's not something that comes up that often. And I think a lot of the feedback I also get is that, oh, I'm so happy I found you because, you know, most of the body positive bloggers aren't really my style or they're they're a little bit more trendy or those kinds of things. So, um, you know, what started out as a story that was a struggle kind of eventually, you know, blossomed into a story that was me being the happiest I've been. And I just felt like, why not share it? I love that. I mean, I think, you know, us as women, we all struggle with this and sometimes it's daily. Um, I think everyone has parts of their body that they might not be their favorite. And so I think it's something that we could all use. Um, And I think you and your positivity, you can see that through your posts. Um, And even just, you know, me meeting you in person, you're just you radiate happiness and positivity, um, which is great. So how, um, what advice would you give, I guess, for others finding confidence in themselves or, you know, what advice, um, would you suggest that other people do to feel confident in themselves and their body and, you know, maybe something that helped you along the way. Sure. I, you know, first and foremost, I really strongly believe that beauty comes from within. And when you feel good inside, you'll start to feel good about your outside. Um, And I think everybody deserves body positivity. And I think body image is something that all women struggle with, no matter um, what size you are. And I think First and foremost, you just have to look within and say, you know, what am I really unhappy with? And take small steps to work on those things and surround yourself with people that lift you up and make you feel wonderful. And Mm -hmm. just understand that, you know, you are beautiful and you deserve all of those things. But I think the one piece of advice I would really give everybody is just to look inward and start there because once you're at peace, you know, with what's in your heart, you'll be at peace with kind of everything else. At least that's how it happened for me. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I, I definitely love that, that, you know, beauty starts within and, um, you know, sometimes it might be 
something bigger, deeper that we might not realize. It isn't necessarily like, oh, I hit my arms right. tank tops. It's it's something <laughs> something else besides that. But those things happen too. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's also like if you're if you are put on a pair of white jeans and you don't maybe you feel a little uncomfortable in them, just put on something that you do feel comfortable in. But know that like you can rock those white jeans at the same time. And yeah. the only person who's telling you that you can't is yourself. So definitely, you know, we're our toughest critics. Yeah, we're our own toughest critics. And I think once you let go of a lot of that criticism, a lot of confidence will start to come in. I love that. Um, So are there any other body positive role models that either you look towards or you you would suggest others follow as well as you um, that you think just do a great job of body positivity? Yeah, there's so many. Um, I think kind of like the queen is Katie Storino. Um, Uh She was somebody that back when there weren't a lot of, you know, size inclusive or plus size bloggers, she was kind of like the pioneer of that whole movement um, in terms of blogging about, you know, body positivity and that sort of thing. And um, I actually connected with her recently and she's so nice. And it was it was such a treat because, um, she was such a, she was genuinely like my role model when I was trying uh-huh. to figure things out. Um, and she's just unapologetically herself. She's so amazing. Um, and then also I love Carolyn Moran. She's a blogger from, I think upstate New York, but okay. she has a great classic style and she's all about confidence. Um, she just exudes confidence and she is, stunning from the inside out like she's gorgeous and her personality is just as beautiful um and I would suggest that if anyone is looking for other role models those those are the two that I would I would follow but Carolyn is has a really beautiful like classic style and taste and I think a lot of people really like her I mean she's huge she has like um I think close to 200,000 followers so she's not (laughs) she's not a secret but um She's no secret, but I love following her and she's really she's inspirational. Great. Yeah. What about any like celebrities or politicians or um, maybe sports players or athletes? Any role models in that aspect too, would you say? You know, not necessarily in the influencer world. Yeah. You know, I think somebody, even like Adele is somebody who yes. is a great example of somebody who is body positive at any size, but, and she recently did have a big weight loss, but she was doing it for health reasons. Uh Um, so I think that she's a great example of that. Like she would get on stage and she would be the prime focus where everyone is looking at you and everyone's looking at your body, but she, um, stood there with confidence and like was, it's just like takes your breath away when you watch her. Um, so I think she is a really great role model as well. Um, and Definitely. And she, yeah. She has great style too. She has amazing style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, some other questions are, how do you deal with life's lows and downs? You always, you know, like I mentioned before, you're so positive um, and happy and you exude that. So what are some tips of, you know, do you, read a good book and take five minutes for yourself or what are some tips that you get through things? Yeah. So, you know, I, I genuinely am a more positive person, you know, just, um, but I wasn't always that way that took, 
you know, some hard times in life to kind of get me to that place to realize that, um, you know, brush the little things off your shoulder and, um, that sort of thing. But I read a lot. I, you know, I have anxiety. I have pretty significant anxiety. I have for a long time and reading and keeping myself busy is something that really helps me stay positive. It helps me clear my mind. So, you know, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling off or I'm feeling low, I'll pick up a book and grab a glass of wine and I'll just enjoy and kind of let my mind escape for a little bit. Um, or all needlepoint. Needlepointing is very cathartic. It is like, <laughs> like, I swear, sometimes I'll pick up a canvas and by the end, I'll feel like I just had a therapy session. It is just like so cathartic. Um, so I love that. Yeah. That's recently I've been doing a lot of gardening, which I used to hate gardening and weeding and things, but recently it's been very enjoyable to be relaxing. Yeah. It's just like needlepointing is so relaxing. I'll do it and yeah. I will be like, where did the last three hours just go? Because I have no idea. <laughs> so basically just taking some time to yourself and you know, maybe some quiet time and reflecting and um, just getting away from the noise, it sounds like. Yeah, I think just getting away from the noise and like just also building kind of like a life that allows you to be positive. You know, like surround yourself with people that make you happy. And um, I have like a pretty on my Instagram, if somebody for whatever reason, um, I don't find them to be like positive or uplifting, you know, I, I create a, my Instagram space to be one that I'm surrounded by like uplifting people. And I think that's really helpful too. Um, Certainly. Yeah. So what's been some of your greatest successes that you've had so far, either, you know, it could be relating to your blog and influencing, or it could just be, you know, in your personal life. I think um, my greatest, I think first and foremost, it's been like connecting with so many women and just Mm -hmm. um, having women, some women write to me and just pour their hearts out. And, um, you know, there was a young woman who was in college who wrote to me that I was the biggest, I had the biggest impact on her growth for the year. And those are the things that I view as my biggest successes are really like helping people. Um, that's amazing. Cause that's why I started it. It was like, I just want to help people. But, um, you know, I think business wise also some of my biggest successes have been like working with some of these brands that I've worn my entire life, like since childhood and getting the opportunity to work with them and, you know, either represent them or help them on a project or partner with them on a campaign. Um, that has been like super humbling and I'm just so like, those are the things that also really excite me, like working with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What are some then, you know, size inclusive brands that you've worked with? I've worked with a, so I've worked with a lot of size inclusive brands, but I would say like the preppy ones that I, that I work with routinely that I'm like super passionate about are Mm -hmm. Talbot's and Vineyard Vines. Um, Foxcroft is a great one. Uh, and then I have some brands that maybe aren't plus size, but they have some extended sizes. Like okay. I work with Lily Pulitzer um, and those and other brands like that. And okay. um, it's just been so exciting. And oh, for sure. Yeah. It, and I mean, I feel like you've, I mean, you started your blog that, that long ago. Right. And I feel like I've watched you grow in a very short amount of time. Um, and you're working with these great brands and having these amazing partnerships. So what um, 
advice would you give on this to someone listening that, you know, might be just starting out or maybe thinking about becoming an influencer or a blogger? How, how have you been able to grow? Would you say? I think it's really just kind of staying true to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that is the most important piece of advice I could give. Um, I still feel like I'm relatively new in the compared to some people who've been doing this for like a decade or, or more, but I would just say, you know, stay true to yourself and it can be an easy place where even if you're an influencer, you can be easily influenced to shift your dialogue or your messaging to something else based on what other people are doing. And I think Mm -hmm. the main piece of advice I could give is just stay true to yourself and remind yourself why you started it and, um, why you got going and just keep going with that and be patient because, um, good things will come, you know, like there's, there's space for everybody in the blogging world. And, um, there are people out there always looking to find new and interesting people. So I think just staying true to yourself and being consistent and patient are, are the piece of advice that I would give. So then also going off of that, what's your favorite thing about blogging? We kind of talked about how you love connecting with people and, you know, helping them on their journey, but, you know, do you love shooting the pictures for you? Do you love the writing aspect? Do you love the creativity? Like what are your favorite parts and then least favorite parts? I think my favorite part is definitely the creative aspect of it and Mm -hmm. the writing part. Um, I love having an outlet where I can kind of like, merchandise and create a space and tell a visual story. Um, I used to be a buyer for a company we all kind of know and love called One King's Lane. Um, Uh, (laughs) And um, a lot of what I did there was like building assortments and uh, creating a visual story and doing those types of things. Um, And I really love it. And I think that really was something I was, all of my skills from that kind of time in my life really apply to blogging and that's what I love most is really like merchandising a visual story creating um something that is really inspiring to look at and but also supporting it with with the writing and being real and kind of you know I'm not a perfect writer I don't labor over every single comma that Mm -hmm. I put in um but if I'm writing and I say lol I'll type it and I'll put it in what I'm saying because (laughs) it's like (laughs) but I really love the creative and the writing aspect of it um I think those are the things that people kind of connect with a lot too and and I find them so enjoyable oh for sure and so what's your least favorite part I feel like everyone always says oh like the the numbers and the finance aspect but what's yours yeah I think the uh tech aspect and the numbers aspect um those are definitely like the two my least favorite things like Mm -hmm. I would have to say um I'm not very tech savvy I've learned to be through this process um but yeah and then I think just like numbers and the finance part of it is also uh that's where like the, the, all the blue and white and the stripes aren't present. And it's, you've got to kind of like, uh, be really serious. And I think that's the part I like the least, but you know, yeah, it's the part that keeps it all going. So it has to be done. Exactly. Yeah. You have to do it. It's funny though. Cause everyone that I interview, that's what they say. And I think it's because so much of us are 
um, you know, right brain side. And so yeah. you have to use your left brain and you're like, ah, I'm not used to exercising it as much. <laughs> well, luckily my husband um, works in finance and he, oh, so like he helps me a lot with that side of things. Um, so in that area, I feel pretty lucky because otherwise I'm like, I've only ever worked in auction houses and for one King's Lane and I don't, I don't do the finance part. So it's, I'm glad that I have him to kind of help me with that. That's a great balance. Yeah. Me too then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So some little quick and easy questions. How would you describe preppy style? I think preppy style is really a lifestyle. At least that's how I kind of see it. Like, I think preppy style is something that's timeless and classic. Um, I think, you know, when you put on a preppy outfit, I think it's something that you'll see 10 years from now and it'll be just as tasteful and timeless. Um, But I really view preppy style as kind of a lifestyle. It reminds me of like July 4th on the East Coast or being by the water or um, like, you know, having getting together with a bunch of friends um, on the beach and taking a boat out. Those are the kinds of things that when I think of preppy style kind of remind me of that. But Yep, it's definitely a lifestyle. Yeah, I think it's a lifestyle. But when it comes to like, you know, like clothing, I think things that are just timeless and that, you know, 10 years from now, you'll look back and they'll still be, they'll still be in or they'll still be desirable or tasteful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So who is your preppy icon? Oh my gosh. I think, um, I would say Jackie O is a huge preppy icon of mine yeah. I just love I like everything that she wore um was just so beautiful she um she also was such like a beautiful person um yeah. and then I think kind of like modern day would maybe be Reese Witherspoon she's a big preppy icon of mine oh my god it's so funny literally everyone that I interview says that <laughs> I think she just epitomizes the modern day press. I think she but does it, yeah yeah she's great though and I know you've worked with Draper James before yes and I love her company and I've worked with Draper James um they are also a huge size inclusive preppy brand that I just could sing their praises to look out and they have them. a great price point too it's a great price point and it's yeah. really great product like the quality yeah. of the clothing is just awesome and they're their like brand identity is so unique but it's Mm -hmm. it's just so perfect I love it but yeah she would she is the modern day prep totally have you been watching little fires everywhere yes I've been watching little fires so good (laughs) oh good did you read the book I know it was a book I did I read the book okay um I've read the book a few times actually because I just love Celeste Ng and I love um I love all of her writing and I just, I don't know, it was a book that I just loved and I could pick up. I read it a couple of times and every time I do, I take away something different. Um, uh-huh. But Reese Witherspoon is so perfect for her role. Um, it's just like. I, I love the 90s fashion and music too. Oh my gosh, the so 90s good. fashion, like when, when um, oh, it's so good. The, the teenagers, their fashion really yes. gets me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so what are some of your favorite preppy hobbies? We've talked about needlepoint. Is that any others? And maybe where do you love to get, you know, your needlepoint supplies from? Yeah, so I love needlepointing. Um, that is like something I do almost daily, not since quarantine because, you know, life shifted, but I needlepoint all the time. It's just so fun. And I actually wrote a blog post about all the places I get my needlepoint things from, but, um, like needlepoint.com is a great place. Um, Thorne Alexander has beautiful canvases. Morgan Julia has beautiful canvases. Um, Lisa designs has just like the best inventory ever and the most adorable canvases. Those are all my favorites. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably my my number one hobby. You know, my life when if I'm not blogging or I'm not at work, needlepoint is something that can kind of be with me at all times. So I really yeah. have invested a lot of my heart and my like time into it and I really love it. Um I love that. Yeah. And I mentioned to Elsa earlier that I am going to attempt needlepointing <laughs> yes. for the first time during quarantine. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted how that goes. <laughs> Um, all right. So what is a favorite movie or TV show of yours? I love, I think some of the classics, like I love Friends and Gilmore Girls. I was a big Gilmore Girls person. Um, I know that's, that's a hit or miss show for most people. And if, and if it's a hit, it's like, you love it so much. Um, yeah, yeah. I love Gilmore Girls. I think that's something I can watch over and over again, no matter what episode, no matter what season. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I feel at ease watching it. <laughs> Definitely. that Those are both great ones. Um, all right. Favorite cocktail, or if it's not a cocktail, maybe what's your favorite kind of wine or something? I love Chardonnay, but I also love, I love a good, just martini. Um, okay. How do you like your martini? I like a vodka martini um, with three olives shaken okay yeah over ice I always ask for ice which is like not I ask for ice in my glass because I'm like a grandma oh okay I like it yeah um I love a good glass of Chardonnay Chardonnay is the best and I also had I always tried I think when we were in Florida I did you try that drink that I was like you have to try this yes okay yes that was delicious yes whatever that one was I think it's a crystal clear Cosmo it's like vodka um saint germain and citrus liqueur with white mm-hmm. white cranberry juice and i try to remake it all the time it's not as good as down there but i'm gonna have to try to remake that too i just remembered that it was so delicious it's strong, strong. but it's so good yeah you only need one you only <laughs> exactly it's real good I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So where do you wish you could be right now? Like if we weren't in quarantine, where's your favorite place to visit or somewhere that, you know, might be on your bucket list to go? I love going down to Charleston. I, I go down, I was just down in November with my mom. Um, but for the last like seven or eight years, I've gone down pretty much every year. Um, it's actually where my grandmother is from. Um, wow. My dad's side of the family, they lived in Charleston and then they came up to New York, um, when he was little, but so I kind of have this, like this connection to it in that way. I like being down there knowing like, this is kind of where my family was from. Um, but it's just a place that I love to go. My husband and I like to visit there as well. Um, 
And I typically go kind of either in the fall or the spring. And I just keep some of my friends are down there because their parents live there and they keep sending me pictures. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I was there. Oh, I know. I love Charleston. It's yeah. a great, great city. It's the best. Um, okay. Then next, do you care um, to shout out some of your favorite brands or influencers people should follow or places they should shop? I know we talked about a few, but any others you want to mention? Yeah, I think the ones that I would suggest the most would be like Vineyard Vines or Talbots or Draper James, um, even Land's End, like Foxcroft is another great one. Those are all places that I think people should shop. And Tuckernuck. Tuckernuck is like my number one go-to place for accessories, clothes, anything. Um, They kind of recently also expanded some of their sizes. So that's, yeah, so that's exciting. So like in their in-house brand, I think they carry now, like um, they expanded a little bit in size wise. So that's exciting. Um, Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So they, so I love their, going there because I can, I'm like, oh, I'll take this top and that top and those earrings and that. It's one stop shopping. And that shopping. basket bag. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I have five basket bags with six. Let's, let's, let's yeah. take it. Um, and I found their shipping is really quick. I don't know if that's just because we're in Philly, so DC is not that far, but I always find whenever I order, I'm like, oh, this comes so quickly. It's so nice. Yeah. No, they do. It comes like overnight. And sometimes if I'm in a pinch and I'm like, hey, because sometimes their really cool stuff will be like backordered um, mm-hmm. if it's super popular and sells out and I was like okay I need this dress on this date and they're like you got it and the second it's ready it gets there in like a day it's their shipping is amazing yeah yeah um okay what's one fun fact about you that people might not know one fun fact um I currently work in finance which is not I don't really talk about it that often, Um, but I guess that's kind of a fun fact. Um, That is. Yeah. I transitioned out of art just for like lifestyle purposes. Okay. Um, And I work in a family office in Manhattan. Um, I'm an assistant there and that is what I do like 8.30 to 6 most days. Yeah. So, Yeah. Very cool. All right. So what's next for Simply Elsa for you and your blog and brand? I think just continuing to grow and kind of doing more of the things that I'm doing, but really focusing on preppy and classic style and outfits just on a larger scale. Um, Continuing to work with some of these amazing brands, but just keep growing and reaching more people. Um, I'm really excited about having a space that can kind of be dedicated to preppy and classic style. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to just kind of see where it takes me. I'm working with some, I have some fun upcoming projects with some brands. I wish I could say what they are, but oh. so working with some new brands that I think people mm-hmm. will really love and yeah, just. That's exciting. Yeah. And I love your new website. Oh, um, it is so beautiful and I love like the blue and white the ginger jars all of that it's it's really pretty oh thank you my friend Kate um Kate Hammer she has a consulting business and she Uh, nailed the little ginger jar logo totally um she's the best but yeah the nailing the specific colors and the ginger jars is definitely a labor of love so thank you so much because it was such a fun 
thing to kind of develop. Yeah, I bet. Um, all right, so let's wrap up. Can you tell people where they can find you and maybe how they could support you? Yes, so you guys can find me on Instagram. My handle is at simply underscore Elsa, E-L-S-A. Um, and then my website is just simplyelsa.com. And those are the best ways that you can find me. And you can kind of find my other social channels like Pinterest and other things through those. But I think the best way to support me would just stop by and check out what I'm doing and say hello and we can connect. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Elsa. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 